Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual. Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Waitley. And Marcus D, and welcome to the final episode in our month-long talk about alien abductions. This has been a, I feel like a deeper dive than we even normally go. Well... The, the whole topic itself is huge. There's so much you can talk about. There's even stuff that we left off. But if you follow along on all of the episodes, it's leading all the way up to what we're going to talk about today. Alien hybrids. You just you can't have a conversation about alien abductions and it not end with you in some way, shape, or form with talking about half-human, half-alien babies, essentially. It's going to be a fantastic episode. I'm super, super pumped about this. We had to put off recording for about two days. Um, my wife just recently got the COVID vaccine, so she wasn't feeling super well yesterday. So um, Yeah, and Ellie was sick the same day, too. She had to come home early from work. Yeah, but we're back in today recording, and we're going to be able to get this episode out on the last day of March. And if you guys are tired of us talking about alien abductions... Don't worry, because all next month we're going to be talking about paranormal government projects. I'm looking so really looking forward to that. So excited about this! This it's going to be epic. This is so right up your alley. Oh, I know. I cannot wait. I've got so much fun stuff to talk to you guys about. It's going to be super. Okay, super comments fun. from last video. I want to keep talking about how much I love paranormal government projects. Well, then you won't have anything to talk about next well, month, oh, will you? Great. That's fine. <laughs> So in our last episode, shades were getting beamed up. We talked about alien abductions. Killing Reality said, really great questions you asked for everyone to start pondering, and then seemed to really enjoy the episode with a dead skull, monkeys, great episode, and ended well, it with drunk shadows. Wait, what? what's with this huge spacing out between the stuff? I think, well, I thought it was some sort of joke at the end of it, but I think he just might have been commenting as we were post, as, as he might have been post, like, Typing as he was listening to the episode. I could be wrong. That's what I assume. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that's what the case was. Either way, it seems neat. Well, we, you know, the one thing that you guys get in this podcast that we try to do that other people don't is we try to ask those questions that other people don't. We try to bring up conversations that we think people should be having. I mean... And we generally won't tackle a subject unless we legitimately feel like we can add something to the conversation that hasn't been said before. Yeah, like if anybody has been following our podcast and our YouTube channel, we, we've we never done Roswell. We've never done the Roswell UFO incident. You know, there's been books and books and books and video after video after video about the thing. And it really is like this huge important like event which... which Sparks the whole new, you know, modern era of UFO sightings. But just so many people have talked about it. It's, it's hard for us to really think, is there anything new that we can add to it? But, I mean, we still think we can do that with alien abductions. And we're going to do that for you guys next month. So, all right. I just had the oven pulled up. I believe it was Nighthawk. Nighthawk says, patron, by the way. Awesome. Nighthawk says, I hope they're running some kind of genetic engineering program. That would explain why so many abductions are focused on reproduction and would explain hybrids. There's also a theory that humans are already alien hybrids, and that's why we're so abnormally intelligent compared to any other animal. And which is a very interesting possibility. But back to the first part of what you're saying, I think that you have hit the nail on the head. I think that that is the crux of the abduction phenomena. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to challenge that when we talk about this a little bit later. I think we can go in a different way. I think also at the same time, too, I think we, there could be more involved with genetic manipulation. I think possibly and just aliens just tinkering with us like a science project. But that's just me. That's just me. Coming to our from our patron, Laughing Fox, from our Patreon. Laughing Fox says, as a student of psychology... Something about the sexual component to many of the abductions stood out to me. 
This idea that this superior being came from far and from far and chose to take of all people you. It speaks to a desire to be wanted, to be special, to be chosen. We see this idea throughout the media, but perhaps most especially in the romance genre. The demon lover is, is an insanely popular trope. They're in an unknown, powerful, and dangerous being, takes an interest in an otherwise unassuming and normal person. Twilight, Fifty Shades of Grey, and many other areas are known examples of this. While I don't think this in any way accounts for the abduction phenomenon as a whole, I think it is noteworthy similar to keep in mind as one attempts to explain it. I think that you're you might be onto something, and I agree that I don't think that it is like the fully explains the abduction phenomena, but it's definitely something that you have to address in not only ufology but also the paranormal. We were recently on uh, Infinite Rabbit Hole, and I got to bring up a case that me and Adam Mathers worked years and years ago, where this was pretty much at the forefront of it, where. The one of the girls in the house thought that the paranormal entity there was this ancient vampire lover of hers. And uh, if you want a full full uh, account of it, j check out our interview on Infinite Rabbit Hole. Absolutely, it's it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be coming out at the end of April, and we're gonna post it uh, for you guys. Uh, that way, whenever whenever it comes out, as well as we're bringing them on our podcast, by the way, which is also gonna be coming out. Our interview with them is gonna be coming out around the same time. But we're going to be talking about the movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, and we're going to be talking about how accurate is that movie as to what actually happened during that time period. Or in the later parts of it, too, as well. It's going to kind of see where the conversation kind of goes. <laughs> uh, Laughing Fox, there's also another part uh, of your of your post that we're going to reply to on Patreon. Uh, go look at it there, uh, because it would it's going to take a little bit for us to be able to explain it. So we're going to, rep we're going to reply to your particular, the rest of your reply to us on there um but i also agree with you in that it is kind of bizarre that you can see this through other parts of the paranormal as well you see this a lot in like government conspiracies as well too like even working at the hospital a lot of the time we run into patients all the time that think that they're being followed by the government they're being monitored they're being tapped and i often have to ask them why <laughs> like like what particularly about you makes you so special in that particular instance and i'm not going to sit here and say that our listeners aren't special people because i think every single one of you guys is special for listening to our podcast but hopefully not special enough to get abducted yes yes um if you would like some tips on not getting black bagged by the government listen to some of our earlier episodes as we give a plethora of good advice <clears throat> such as uh being more fit than the person next to you <laughs> Okay, is it beer time? It is beer time. Today I'm going kind of light. I'm drinking Coors Light. And I am trying Goose Island Urban Wheat Ale. That's... I didn't even know you had that. I thought we were both drinking Coors. No, this is uh, this is something that my um, father-in-law had given me, and I just haven't gotten around to drinking it yet. Mm. I normally would give you the better beer, but since he gave this to me to try, I'm like, eh, yeah, that'd be okay. a betrayal. Cheers to all of you guys. And to a fantastic amount of talking about alien abductions. Oh, yeah, mine's good. What about yours? Well, it's Coors Light. Of course <laughs> it's good. You can't go wrong with Coors Light. It's one of the most famous beers ever. Although I, I didn't think Coors Light, when I drank it on the last time we did an episode, was bad. It is awfully yeasty. As a backup, after I'm done with the Coors Light, I also have a Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Major Melon, which is delicious, by the way. I'm having to drink an energy drink. Uh, I had to take a, like a week off from the gym because I screwed up my leg when we were on that investigation in Cave City. And I'm finally at the point where I can start getting back into the gym. And now I'm at that point where I'm wiped out every time I come back. Well, I, I have to slow down with how much alcohol we drink because I'm about to have a doctor's appointment next week. And he always asks me the same question. He's like, well, how much have you been, like, how much have you been drinking? And I said, well, it depends on how many podcast episodes I record because <laughs> that's predominantly when I actually drink. A little bit, but because you know I have like the the heart of like a ninety nine year old man. It is true. Any yeah. sudden shock will kill him. Uh, to be fair though, I got this heart by the way, patronizing, lo community local community restaurants. By the way, thank you very much. I, I believe that this is Evansville. <laughs> like, we're like one of the few cities that's not famous, but that's still on one of the world's fattest cities. That's that's true. I and think last I did we're like. Four or five. <laughs> yeah. 
Which is also weird because at the same time, too, we're also like known for being like one of the largest meth manufacturers in the country. Yeah, it's Which weird. makes you lose weight. And yet we're still the fattest, like one of the fattest cities per capita in America. Are people just eating enough to counterbalance it? Or? Like they're having, I guess, and they're just overdoing it. I, I don't know. But at the same time, you also injured your foot taking like squatting. Yes. <laughs> at least I was helping the community by dining at many of their establishments. Okay. Because I'm a caring person. Okay, let's get into the topic. All right, guys. We're getting into alien hybrids if you talk long enough about alien abductions eventually the conversation just gets real sexual real quick i mean i'm not gonna lie we try to keep this a pretty pg pg 13 podcast but it's hard not to end up talking about essentially a lot of people believing that the reason why aliens are coming to earth or why people are being abducted is for them to mix their genetic material with ours i now walk around with a cup at all times to protect myself from having my man seat stolen. You think he's making a joke for the podcast. He is not. No. When it began, I was having like, to stay awake with a shotgun to protect myself from evil cultists coming to kidnap me at night. Then I had to worry about the government black bagging me. And I have to worry about alien women coming to take my seed. Don't worry, guys. No one would actually let him have a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that. Now they know. Okay. I kind of want to start with hybrids. As babies, some of the some of the odd stuff that goes on with that. So, and there's a specific area within that I want to start with. How sometimes after abductees have been involved in this a quote unquote alien breeding program for a while, they're then brought on and shown their baby, and then asked to interact with it. And I think this brings up some interesting themes. Yeah, like, it seems like all aliens are are a bunch of deadbeat dads that don't know how to take care of the baby, and now they need the human part of it to come take care of it. I think that's, I think that it, that is part of it in a way. I think that they don't have the ability to socialize in the way that we do. I don't think that's something that clicks within their psyche. I don't think they have that, necessarily have that nurturing nature to them. And what happens if you don't give a baby any sort of nurturing, it'll die. Yeah. Like it'll die. They've done, I mean, they did studies on this that have shown that like baby's health will dramatically deteriorate over time if not given like, you know, some tender love and attention. And, you know, how would an alien species know how to take care of a human baby? And beyond that, even if it does have a degree of it, if it's not socialized properly, mentally, it's not going to become like, a very viable adult, at least behaviorally. Well, there was even like numerous examples of alien of alien abductees getting reabducted and having to, especially women, and then having to feed the babies mm -hmm. in order to be able to like take care of them. Which is really weird that like even aliens, they know how to genetically manipulate us to the point where we can where they can create these alien human hybrids, but they don't know how to feed a baby. Well, I think. I th let's just start unpacking these things one at a time. I definitely feel like part of the reason that they're brought back on to hold the baby, see the baby, spend time with the baby is an aspect of allowing it to be correctly socially groomed. Because I feel like, and we'll get more into this theme later, that many of the hybrids end up with very sociopathic sort of behaviors. Like, if I was going to take a guess, Probably early on, they weren't really doing this. They were just doing just enough to get, keep them alive. And they sort of realize as they grow up, they're ending up with a bunch of sociopaths running around their spaceship, which is what, something that no one ever wants. Well, we talked about that in our Men in Black episode. We were talking about like so many interactions with the Men in Black where people thought that they were aliens, or even at times whenever the Men in Black were aliens in many of these accounts, they just didn't even know how to interact with humans. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's, you know, it's almost like that was something that they learned in that time period of, we need to correct this. <laughs> because some of our people are kind of getting noticed when they go out in public. I really wish that we did all those uh, interviews and stuff as far as the men in black and those videos after we had done this. Because all this study on abduction has kind of changed my perspective on the men in black. But going back to the feeding thing now. 
Um, I feel like part of the reason they're being brought back in to feed is probably because they're having a problem getting them to eat. This is probably an emergency situation where the child is not accepting nutrients. And you'll see this in human babies sometimes where they don't want to latch and stuff like that. And I almost feel like they're bringing them in as part of a emergency situation to get this child back to being sustainable. But here's the issue that I have with it. Because I, I, I get that. I get that. But aliens have supposedly been here at, I don't know, a minimum. If you look at Grays, I don't know. Let's be conservative inside the, the 50s, 40s. Like, generously, ancient astronaut theory. Thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So, I have a hard time believing that entire time frame when they've been presented with that much human interaction that they have not been able in any way, shape, or form to come up with a way to feed an infant. I think if they have been involved with us, either it has not been a breeding program on the extent that it currently is, or the breeding program has been stepped up to a much larger level than previously and i'm almost more tempted to believe that this is a intermittent program and human behavior is going to change a lot over time that this is something that these entities which i'm not fully convinced are quote-unquote aliens but if this is a intermittent program i think that probably what's happening is they're coming back to effectively patch dna periodically And that's why they're not necessarily getting what's going on with each generation because each generation has a different social dynamic than a previous one. If you visit humans in, of course, say like five with 500 year jumps in between your intermittent visiting, human social behaviors changed a lot in that period of time. How we care for our children, how we interact with each other. Those are big changes. I'm willing. I'm willing to buy that change. That that's social. That, that, but the thing is, is you still can't teach social interactions within like a trip. No, no, you can't. And if you read, and if you read many, or listen to many of these abductee accounts, they're literally going like one night, or you know, maybe even a couple being. And I'm being generous with that couple, by the way. Over the course of every couple of years, it's not like it's a nightly thing. Like, you know, you have to go for an extended amount of time to really learn, like, these social interactions that would probably need to be the level of what you're talking about. And I just don't see that in these stories. They're just, they're like one-stop shit, like trips. But at the same time, these aliens, quote-unquote, seem to have an extremely low social intelligence. Like, an extremely low social intelligence. Um I do not believe that they quite understand this aspect or the ramifications of it. Now, I would say that it's still possible for that to still be going on, and they're just still bad at it, because many of the alien hybrid interactions that you even see in today's modern day still are very sociopathic and are still mm-hmm. have a still have a very hard time being able to interact in human society. So I mean they could still be attempting this where it's every so often, like you know, like one night every couple of years, but it's it, and that's why it's failing, and that's why you're seeing so many of these like messed up interactions you're having now. It almost seems like in many ways when people come back and they recover certain memories from the abduction, on very rare occasions, some questions are being answered. Whether the answers are trustworthy or not is a matter for debate. I'd assume everything that's being said to you by an alien that's effectively interested in forcing you to do sexual things against your will has to be taken with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But when they have described aspects of their culture, I get this very eusocial vibe to them. That it almost seems like they're describing a eusocial culture. And the hybrids are only partially integrated into that eusocial behavior. Because when there are hybrids that have interacted more long-term, some people deem them personal project hybrids, where they interact long-term with one specific uh, human, They'll often describe like, yeah, I don't get to live life like you. I'm more like a robot. I get pulled out for doing specific things. And it seems like they're describing I'm pretty much my job. And it really seems like it it, it just brings me back to saying being a eusocial colony. And another interesting connection is the ones that seem to be on the top, which some people deem insectoids, the tall grays, effectively. The mantisy people. Yeah. Um, 
Eusociality on Earth almost exclusively occurs in insects. It is not exclusive, though, to insects. There is one mammalian species that is eusocial. And just in case you don't, you're not familiar with eusocial, think about uh, beehives, ant colonies, where you have basically a singular matriarch that dictates a colony behavior. And yes, it can exist within mammals because we have the naked mole rats, which are actually, oddly enough, eusocial animals. They're kind of the worst example of a eusocial animal, <laughs> but <laughs> they are. But I kind of get this eusocial vibe when they describe this sort of behavior. But I, I don't think that if alien hybrids were as sociopathic as what they're being made out to be in many of these stories, I don't think they'd be able to function in society to, to be as effective as what they're often being to do which they're often designed to do which is usually taking advantage of humans in some way shape or form like i'll give an example like there's a surprisingly large amount of stories involving alien hybrids of alien hybrid women that get in that are employed at nightclubs strip clubs uh and bars that sed seduce young men and they're between their 20s and 30s and then the next day the men wake up either in a hotel room or they wake up like in a field or they wake up somewhere not remembering much of the night before but still i think you you have to have a strong nuanced understanding of human interaction i think to still even be able to do that well when i say their sociopathic tendencies i don't mean all of them are some of them do not seem to be overly overly sociopathic so they you most of them carry a theme of it but some of them can be also very caring. Mm -hmm. I think it all has a grain of manipulation in or interwoven into it. But some of them seem to be capable of empathizing and definitely capable of blending. I'd be more likely to believe the stories that people come forward, like a lot of the women that come forward claiming that their children are alien hybrids that they're forced to raise, that they claim that they're forced to raise or they have to raise on Earth. I'd be way more inclined to believe something like that because you'd have to have a lot of interaction with somebody to pick up on, to be able to understand these social cues. I mean, it's like if you go to another country where they have a lot of different social cues, you're not going to pick it up on your trip. You're going to catch it, notice it, and be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I noticed that. But you're not going to be able to pick it up, pick it up in your day-to-day -day habits, I think, to be able to ch change your, your, basic, your basic interactions with people. Yes, but you could probably get it down well enough to pass for a short period of time. Kind of moving into the uh, the children version of the uh, hybrid program, where a lot of times there will be. Are, did you come across some of the class quote unquote classroom stories? Like where just kids start acting up in class and start doing. No, no, no. Things? Where um, basically it's usually a child being abducted and brought to what's effectively like a classroom. classroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're being basically instructed to socialize with hybrid children. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like this is the beginning of a form of socialization, allowing them to understand at least well enough to pass. And I think most most of the hybrids seem to be, in, in at least in the accounts that I read, good enough to pass if not overly engaged. Basically, they could walk by you on the street and get by. They could have a short conversation with you and get by without you noticing something's wrong. It seems to be, to be that longer engagements are harder for some of them. Others seem to be capable of pulling it off. Um, also, like a few of the accounts with the especially sociopathic ones, like uh, there's a account I was reading where basically this is this is going back to a, um, a project hybrid where this person's been assigned to a specific human and this hybrid was extremely abusive to the person that they're assigned to basically lording over them i have the power to do whatever i want to you i can make you think what i want you to be able to think i could go outside and scream to everyone i'm an alien and then make them forget i said this you'll never get anyone to believe you i have control of you and everything he did was almost trying to get her to wince and beg him not to do things. And her response was generally to just shut off, wouldn't validate him in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that does bring in the possibility that even the one, some of the ones that can't pass may be capable of a degree of psychic control. 
being able to basically blend through mental force. Although it doesn't seem to be a consistent theme in the stories. Like I said, this was an outlier story. I don't know. I, 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 I get that. The issue that I have, though, with the, the alien hybrid theory that I've been told is... So, if alien hybrids are walking around... And this and this is this is hard of me. And I, and I was... If alien hybrids are legit walking around on Earth... Wouldn't there be stories of them accidentally getting injured, ending up in a hospital, and there being like this bizarre encounter at the hospital with somebody? Now, I took this question to a lot of the forums that I've been watching and observing because this is still a legitimate question that I have, mm-hmm. and the 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 obvious answer that people will say. Um, you know, even Dr. Jacob, like even that we were talking about in our last episode, he even says, well, no, they, for any medical care, they go back to the spaceship or they go back to wherever they're from to get care. Yeah. But that doesn't protect them from a random act of God or an accident. Correct. And I, I was never given an answer to this. It was almost like even like people were directly avoiding this. Now I, I know, I think that people would probably be saying that maybe like the hospitals might I be able, might I attempt a response? Sure. My first two thoughts would be one of these. Either A, they're spending a very minimal amount of time actually on Earth moving around and are only doing so in very controlled situations. Or B, they're biologically similar enough to us that if even if someone does notice something minorly wrong, they don't they won't see it as something justified to break a HIPAA law or something along those lines. Well, I I, I don't think that it can be controlled like enough with the number of stories of legit men running into these alien hybrid women at bars that I've begun told, or the number of stories that involve women having to raise alien hybrid children, quote unquote, on Earth. I think that it's just gonna accidentally happen at some point. I, I had some people that were trying to tell me that they think that, like, hospitals would be involved in this. And I'm here to tell you now, nobody gossips more than healthcare workers. That is true. I mean, seriously. There, there is one bizarre patient that has some sort of a bizarre analogy. I'm telling you now, the entire floor generally gets involved in some way, shape, or form. Like, and there's, there's, I don't think I've even heard of a single story involving, like, a man in black showing up to a hospital saying, hey, we're going to cover this up. I, I just, I don't. So I, I think it would have to be what you're talking about, where they'd have to be so genetically similar to us that they probably wouldn't know going to a hospital. Let me throw something out to you, something that I thought was very odd, because I've been wanting to get your thoughts on it. It kind of ties in with this. As the abduction phenomena has been going on, there seems to be a theme towards progression towards a more complete hybrid. And the hybrids that are considered to be more complete seem to look like the um, the Norse aliens. I've been thinking for a long time that the Norse aliens were likely in themselves hybrids. But we saw a lot more of the Norse aliens early. And it seems like almost like that was a successful batch that made it to adulthood. And then you have all these other branches rebuilding back to it. Maybe these are just rare early successes or something because they don't seem to be overly sociopathic. They seem to have been, if they are a hybrid, they would have been considered to be a very successful hybrid. They can pass. They can pass well. They seem to possess the traits of humanity that it seems that they're going for, which is basically being able to blend at least being one of the things that they can do, but also possessing alien traits and talents. But so many so many theorists... Talk about how alien hybrids is a motive in some way, shape, or form, either A, for some sort of nefarious purpose, or some sort of, like, world takeover is what they're, is what they're, is what they're doing. But if, if you think of it like how humans work, if you look in the mirror and you see yourself, I look like this particular group, I'm supposed to act like this particular group, I'm welcomed into this particular group generally because nobody knows, like, deep down. And it, it just becomes these small little genetic mutations that really set you apart from everybody else. How do you just not stop identifying with this alien force? Cause if you look at like how like aliens 
are in many of these abduction stories where a lot of people think that, oh, they all sort of work together. Maybe there's a caste system in any, in any way, shape, or form. You don't, how do you identify with this particular group when you don't share anything with them? I really think that it's probably not, okay, let me give a caveat here. I am not at all saying that these things are trustable or here for our best interest at all. But I don't think the goal here is a violent takeover, which is what most of the people I've read this month have said they feel like is the end goal. I'm just coming up with a different conclusion. It What's it so doesn't seem like their goal really is a violent takeover. I it's think they're so slow. <laughs> it, I think they're trying to basically intermingle their genes into our genes for some sort of goal. Maybe they plan on taking over by making themselves us and us them. Maybe they're trying to get one of their genes into our population so the queen bee, if they're eusocial, can suddenly start manipulating everybody. I don't know exactly what it is, but... This doesn't seem like early stages of a violent takeover. This seems like just intermingling of species. Like, it's hard for me not to go back that maybe at the end of the day, this has got to be just some sort of just bizarre science experiment. I know people don't like to think of it that way, but it seems like there's more of this almost like observe and like tweak with our... Like, if you, if you think about like what they do, it's really not that much different almost with how scientists manipulate rats for the purpose of many of our, like our genetic experiments that we do on them. Like we go in, we take what we want. We, we, we manipulate the rat. We maybe put it back, but we kill the rat. We just that we decide we dissect yeah, his brain. But when you do stuff like that, you don't release the, the modified rat back into the standard breeding population because that's true. If it's an experiment, it's no longer occurring under a controlled situation. I, I would think that, I almost wonder if their goal is to win by making us them and them us. Like that's what I, that's the theory I often lean towards. If they are extraterrestrials, that is what I would assume is likely to be going on. I know there's a lot of people who believe that the like a lot of the abductees and hybrids are plants just w waiting for this takeover to occur. But no, it just seems more like a genetic infiltration. I don't think they would ever have to make a aggressive takeover. I think eventually, <laughs> once they get enough genes in the gene pool, we're just going to be enough them for it to count. Yeah, I, like Dr. Jake was talking about in 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 his book, uh, like he was talking about like ancient astronaut theory. Where it's like, you know, if they were really trying to manipulate our genes, they could have done it so long ago very easily. It wouldn't even have to take very many generations for it literally to be in a massive majority of the of the population. Oh, yeah. Especially since we're talking about, like, way early on, since we hadn't really bred up to large numbers yet. Yeah, it, it really would not have taken much to dramatically affect the population as a whole. Can I tell you, like, an issue that I have, though, with... With alien hybrid theory, like when I've listened to people's accounts about going, so uh, I'm trying to think of like a tactful way of like of of express of of expressing this. Okay, many alien abduction stories that involve hybrids involve the abductee being taken back up to back up to the ship and being presented with the fact that they now have this alien child that they claim is theirs or they know. And then they're sent back to Earth. Okay. I have been in many fields where a parent has been separated from a child. The amount of trauma that that inflicts on a person and the amount of rage that a person typically expresses once they know that they no longer, that, that, that they can't be around their kid or that they, that when you remove that from somebody is extreme. And I have a, I, and I just don't see that. Oh, no. I thought about this early on, too. But I came to at least a conclusion that was fitting for me. Um, well, most of the people who find themselves in the situation where they are producing a progeny with an um, alien and trying to create a hybrid, these are usually people that can attest to abductions going on pretty much their whole life. And what's one of the main things that the quote-unquote aliens do the moment they take you on? 
They alter your memory. Well, they alter your memory, but also they inflict calmness on you. Mm -hmm. They have that mental ability to instill this calmness on you. If you've been being taken and groomed like that your whole life, I think that they've basically mentally groomed you to not make a big deal about it. It's like, oh, check this out. Do you know that um, when people who are abducted have that random, like, realization that they're pregnant although it makes no sense they might have had a hysterectomy previously they might have mm-hmm. had their tubes tied but they know they're part of the abduction program do you know that there's there's like this psychic trigger that goes off where they're like i can't get rid of it i can't tell anyone and they many of the abductees have this freak out it's kind of like when a abductee accidentally sneezes out or discovers under their skin an implant mm-hmm. And if the implant comes out, they'll often have this trigger to get rid of it right away and make sure it's gone. And then afterwards, like, why did I just do that? That was the evidence I've been looking for the whole time. Why did I just do that? And a lot of them will have that sort of trigger of, I have to keep this safe and I can't tell anyone. I really think these people are heavily psychically indoctrinated to an extreme level. But I think this speaks to a a primal instinct that hum, that that people have of protecting their children like i've just i've seen so many stories where just the person is just walking down and just casually just talking about just talking about this. the the amount of trauma that's that's put on a person even from a human to human like sexual assault has lasting effects on a has like just lasting effects on a person and even when abductees go through regression therapy, which I dislike, you know, they'll even have, you'll see that trauma then and there. Like, you'll see that trauma that they're talking about where they're upset, they're panicked and upset. And even when shown videos, ever they listen to it later on, they, they almost just like cavalierly watch it. No, that's not true. I've seen it for a lot. I've seen it for a lot, but for a that, large amount of You cannot make that a, a bridging statement. Many of them will have an extremely visceral response to going back and rewatching those. Mm. I've I've heard of several people who suddenly become violently ill when listening to um, like what they had said under regression and then now having to consciously relive those moments without a psychologist there telling them to remain calm. I mean, hell, Barney, would often, Bar- Barney Hill from our first episode... When he would listen to him, he would often storm out of the room and often would vomit because yeah. he just couldn't handle the stress of listening to it. I also saw a gentleman that was walking casually with his son saying, yeah, son, you've got like about a hundred other, hundred other, hundred other uh, brothers and sisters out there. I don't know where they're at, but they're alien hybrid children. Like just casually, just com- cavalierly just saying that. Yeah, but my point is more you can't make that as a broad statement. I think it's I think it's a broader statement than I think that than than people realize. And I have then why is depression and trauma so common among abductees? I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying with the idea that you have a child that you cannot have that would affect you literally every waking moment of your life. And I'm just I see that with so many human interactions, but I don't. But it's not. I don't think it's prevalent. Like, we worked so much in the mental health field and the social work field. I just, we don't see it as commonly being interacted with. And if you don't, and if you are not able to seek out treatment for that, it's only going to make your, uh, generally your, your, your life worse by, by not experiencing that. And we see so many humans in like coming into the mental health treatment to get treatment for traumas that they have just with human to human interaction with. But even the stigma of, Many abductees and that that talk about having alien hybrid children, not even able to get mental health treatment because of the stigma that's attached to it. To me, that would mean that that's an underlying trauma that's not getting treated, and it's just going to manifest in so many other ways. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I don't think it's happening to the extent that I think that it should be. With how many people actually report having like alien hybrids out there? I don't know. Like, there's a lot of of uh, resources out there for abductees to be able to get like there there are people who are work in the ufology field just as counselors for this sort of thing and basically everyone that i've had to read about like this month has pretty much expressed these people are dealing with severe emotional and mental issues not because they're crazy people hallucinating something 
just because they've been such a, through such an extreme trauma. Like every author that I've read this month ha- took the time to express how damaged these people are from their experiences, like how much depression they go through, how they can't, they, how they have to deal with the fact that they can't feel safe anywhere because they can be taken from anywhere. I don't know. I think that it's a common issue among abductees. Yeah, there's probably outliers who found ways to justify it. And there's also the positivist movement where I believe that a positivist going through this situation has legitimized his experience to the point where he sees it as a good thing. Oh, it's okay that they took my kid because they're building a better world for him and me. Now, the people who take that view, yeah, they can probably mentally justify it. But the people who understand that they have been sexually assaulted and had something stolen from them, I really think that they suffer on a intense level. But I don't think as many... I I, I don't... I don't think that as much of the developed world has the has mental health treatment that that probably people are able to go out in order to be able to get treatment for this and i think that we will be seeing this on a because abduction is a global phenomenon that people report it to be i think that we would be seeing this i think we would just be seeing more people with more just significant problems that would just be harder to just ignore yeah, but you got to remember most of these people don't consciously recall their abduction it would have to be extensive it, i mean it would just have to it would just have to be extensive like i mean i've, I've literally worked in fields okay where that's what your, that's your what experience in this field yeah how much psychiatric help do you need to get over a trauma you do not realize you have had but you don't but many of these people you do. are totally well i would say a vast minority most of these people have had to recover these memories. Mm-hmm. Very few of them have, have this as a surface memory. They might have parts as a surface memory, but the details of what happened is usually something that has to be dug up. And if you are unaware of a trauma, you don't need that much to move on from it. Uh, actually, you see this a lot with kids that get traumatized because they'll often manifest behaviors and they don't even truly understanding that they experienced a trauma. Yeah, but how would that come to us? How would we figure out that sort of statistic? No, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that statistic means that maybe it's showing up more in the mental health world and we just don't realize it. Yeah, I think these are people suffering in silence. Yeah. Because there would be no way to know about it because they don't know about it. They don't know how to properly report it to us. And the resources out there to even to find someone to be like, hey, may, you might have had this sort of situation. Those people are rare. They're not the easiest people to get to. It could just be maybe the people that are presented in popular media. I think that maybe when it comes to alien hybrids, that could be maybe what more I'm having an issue with. I mean, perhaps I don't know who... When we've been doing our research independently this month, oh, so yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. who you've been exposed to. I mean, just... Uh, I don't know. Peter. Fa- I mean, Peter Faust was interviewed by Oprah. That's an, That was just the first one that came to my mind the, of an individual that, that, that had that similar experience. But it's just... I, I don't know. Anytime, anytime that's that I that I that I watch any sort of report where someone's talking about having an experience like this and casually having a child that they realize is theirs, and I'm not, and there's, there's, and they just talk about it so cavalierly, I have a hard time taking that account. Real, and then it doesn't even. But I, and I don't think that this comes up in conversation enough. Maybe that maybe that's just maybe that's it too because I just I just don't hear this. But okay, uh, since I haven't watched these programs that you're talking about, mm-hmm. like I said I was I've been digging in books all this week. Um, were these people who have basically Stockholmed their experience into being positive? It could be what it is. Like it, like during these interviews and stuff. Like are these people who walked out? Because I don't understand how you talk about this with a cavalier attitude. Unless you've legitimized it in your own mind. Like, is, is that what these interviews were like? That's just what it seems to be like. But Like, like I said, I yeah, haven't watched yeah, these. Yeah, is that what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, I, okay. Positivists. Let's talk about that for a little bit. These are the groups that are dead set that the aliens are here for the betterment of us and everyone else. When I listen to them talk, I feel like this is Stockholm Syndrome, where you're doing everything you can to rationalize the bad thing that happened to you as really being a good thing because a lot of the things that they say are very out there and are very like you you guys probably everyone in the audience has known someone at one point 
who is trying to justify something. <laughs> they're, they're just doing everything they can to make any leap in logic to justify why something they did or what something someone else did to them was a good thing. That's 100% of what these people sound like. That their coping skill for dealing with this trauma is to legitimize it in any way they can. And I believe someone who's taken that route probably could have this conversation because I personally would say this is a very unhealthy route to go on. But I guess you got to do it. I'm not in their shoes. If that's what they had to do to survive, if that's what they had to do to get through the next day, I'm not going to judge them for it. I'm just glad that they're making it through their situation. But I do feel like a lot of these people are lying to themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think of, I mean, if alien hybrids are here and this is what they're doing, in no way, shape, or form, is this any sort of a positive thing that is going on? Like, like, have you ever heard one try to justify the fact that, like, the abduction phenomenon is pretty much rape? Yeah. It's crazy the leaps yeah. they'll have. Yeah. Like, it's... What's the best one oh. you got? Like, did they justify that it was okay? Like, how they justified that being okay. Like, that they were chosen themselves to be the, the birth of a new generation, that humanity is about to take this massive evolutionary leap forward, and they're the vessel that's about to that's about to do that. And, I mean, it's I mean it's toxic stuff to listen to. Oh, I got one that I think can beat it. You gave consent in a past life. Oh, wow, that's out, yeah, that, wow, that's uh, out there. Yeah, like, when I was listening to these people, I'm like, you guys are just doing anything you can to give some form of justification. It's like <laughs> trying to defend your clearly abusive boyfriend to the rest of your friends. It's, it's just some scary stuff, man. Like I said, I'm not going to judge them. If this is what they got to do to get through the day, I'm just glad they're getting through the day. But at the same time, this definitely does not seem like the healthiest route there. And I would believe, like I said, that people like this could talk about having their kid taken away with a straight face and not show that sort of trauma because they've justified it to themselves. Which is a scary statement, even outside of talking about aliens, <laughs> a very scary statement. It is. <sighs> so what's your thoughts on... Like the, do you read much about like project hybrids? Like project hybrids? Yeah. Um, like hybrids where they basically are paired up with a particular human and they, this usually starts when they're young and they are paired with that person basically for their life to attempt to continually interbreed with them. Yeah. I mean, I hear the the conversations, uh, oh, the, the, oh the, the hybrid, they have to bring with them over and over and over. Yeah, oh, yeah, basically yeah, 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 yeah. it's a paired hybrid with a paired human where with the goal of getting better stock by utilizing this. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the one where they had to ra uh, that they had to raise them. The, the one thing I will say on it, I breed guppies, and this makes a lot of sense to me when I'm trying to breed for specific traits matching up pairs and allowing them to interbreed over long periods of time to draw out specific traits. This makes sense to me. I, I'm not a, I'm not a biologist. I'm, I, biology is a hobby to me, but to me, this makes sense. I have a hard time believing that because the people that often come forward claiming that they're the ones being chosen for breeding are oftentimes not the most, I would say, uh, attractive mate that the average human that I think that would be going after. I'm not, I'm not trying to say these people are unattractive. I'm just trying to think that if you think that like they would be trying to breed, I don't know, healthier, stronger, vibrant humans that you would be seeing more like apex humans being, being bred. Not necessarily. Cause once again, going back to guppy breeding, <laughs> I will probably breed some, I'll occasionally breed some ugliest and guppies with each other. It comes down to what you're breeding for. Um, if I'm looking for survivability, I'm more looking for the ones that are descended from ones that have lived a long time. Or I might be looking for ones where something has gone wrong in the tank and I lost a lot of fish, but I did not lose this one. It, it neither would have anything to do with their aesthetics. Yeah, if I'm breeding for beauty, which a lot of times when you're breeding guppies, you're breeding for beauty. You're breeding for specific aesthetic traits. But sometimes that's not what you're going for. Like if I'm trying to breed something that's just a sturdier stock, like say, say I have a breeding trio of really beautiful guppies, but I also know they are delicate as hell. If I don't get everything balanced just right, they're going to go belly up. 
what I might do is try to breed a sturdy stock and introduce that gene into their pool. That way the next generation I get will hopefully produce some progeny that are both pretty and sturdy. But even the people that come forward in these groups that are the people that are chosen for breeding programs with aliens, still, like, I, there are not many people that have these traits that are generally most of the people often seem to be people that it seems like more they can more easily take advantage of in order to be able to either keep it quiet or to be able to come back to do it again like there's nobody to the chloe kardashian level that i've, that I've ever or you know or any kardashian level of beauty air quotes that's come forward claiming that they have no olympic athlete of 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 like physical endurance no centurion that's lived for a very long time that comes that comes forward and like any of the traits that we would find viable but the thing is we don't know what traits they're breeding for the only thing that they seem to have in common are people that often look like they either have have had trauma in the past or that it seems like they can take advantage or that are just susceptible just mentally susceptible and i don't like saying that that seems mean but I mean, like, I didn't get to see any of the cases that like I've read about. Like, I, I, that's one of the things with reading. I don't know what any of these case people look like. Now, I'll say most of them seem to be within reason articulate. They seem to be reasonably intelligent. Um, but I, I guess I, I haven't looked at any of them. I haven't been able to judge their character. But at the same time, we're guessing at motives here that we don't know we don't know what they're looking for to breed for they might be looking for some sort of immunity that wouldn't be detectable by conversation with someone mm -hmm. that no matter how much we might examine them and say they really don't look like the person that you would try to breed with out of the human pool it might be some aspect of them that we just simply could not visually understand go back to an go back to an example where we were talking about uh their motives seem to have been learning about so like interacting socially even the people that tend to be abducted that even come forward with many of their experience typically are not individuals that are a prime examples of human interact like of interacting with humans i don't think their goal is i okay i think they want humans that are socialized enough that they don't become psychopaths but i don't think that's what they're breeding for because you, because if they were breeding for socialization, you would see them grabbing like very articulate right. people consistently, and it seems like it seems like whatever factor they're trying to find is not something that you can view surface level. And it's you're right; it's not the apex human, unless a lot of Olympic athletes are being stolen, and we just don't know about it, or something like that. That's, I mean, that, that's also a possibility that Olympic athletes just don't come forward with these stories. But, like, I can't think of very much exceptionally extraordinary about Betty and Barney Hill outside that they were both very motivated individuals and both of them were people who were socio-politically minded individuals. But outside of that, I mean, they weren't, like, exceptional athletes. They were moderately well-spoken. I wouldn't say that they're the apex of, like, sociality. But they like, were just kind of general, baseline, standard human. Yeah. But even if people like think they're just trying to get genetic material, these I don't even think most of these people are even like they're pulling are like the people that probably would be breeding the best genetics, I guess, even what, what they're looking for. So it's just, maybe that's just the question at the end of the day that we just don't know really what they're going for. I mean, unless you're just going with the theory of like, you know, like lizard people, aliens, where they're just breeding in order to be able to like, you know, run the world, I guess. I mean, <laughs> like, if you go with, like, their motives tend to be, you know, pretty elite, I guess. I mean, well, the thing is, I think we do have to accept on a certain level that we don't, they, although genetics and interbreeding seems to be a big aspect of it, we don't know exactly what they're breeding for. It might be they're snatching up anyone who they think will be more likely to be compatible. Maybe they're snatching up people who have the most likely to ability to carry a child to term. Or maybe it's something extremely obscure, like a very specific genetic protein they're looking for. But ultimately, I think this is one of the areas where we have to accept this is part of the field we don't know. We don't know exactly what they're, at, what they're looking for out of this breeding program. This has been a long, wild ride talking about alien abductions. Oh, yeah. And we, we got heated there. Well, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, it, it it's still. I mean, I'm at the end of the day. I, I just the only thing that I can do is just watch people when they that come forward with their story, and then judge based on their story about what they're telling me. I really probably approach my research a little incorrectly by only focusing on literature. Well, like even like a deescalate, like that's what I do at work, where is where we we have to deescalate people. So I have to be able to like perspective take. Mm -hmm. That's what I have to do all day long to be able to deescalate anybody at work. So when I'm watching anybody describing their paranormal encounter, like when I listen to people that do ghost stories and they talk about the horror about having like of not being able to sleep at night. And even people that come forward like I'm into the, like ghost adventures, even though I hate Zach Baggins. Like I get it. Like I get where they're coming from. But I watch so many people coming forward on many of these programs that they get put forward is like the people claiming that they have. And I'm like saying that they've lost their 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 kid or there's this kid out there. Like I have been involved in child removal before. I've seen the anger and fear in people's eyes. And when it's just not there and just a concerning amount, like it just, it leaves this hole in my head. Now, at the end of the day, I will, I will agree with you probably there are deep down probably people that have to go through this trauma. Oh, another possibility. And, oh, and also when it comes many times with mental illness, like the traumatic parent, oh yeah, that comes that you can. But another possibility where a lot of these from talk shows, not all of them. Okay. I was going to say, because I, mean, I, I don't, don't know. I watched interviews on it. I mean, I watched interviews on the History Channel. I saw stuff on talk shows. I saw some documentaries. I, I was going to say, if a lot of them are from talk shows, you may very well be getting a lot of the ones, because I don't pretend like some of these people aren't out there for attention. Yeah. Chat boards, I saw too. Like, I do believe some of these people are out there for attention. Right. And maybe those are the ones that generally get to the media. I don't know. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. And at the end of the day, too, like, I've often said that I often believe people that are even a lot more mentally ill that have talked about some of the trauma that has happened. Because that, to me, is one of the most horrific traumatic experiences that you can ever go through. And I don't know however much genetic manipulation or mind conditioning that they can put a human through. That is so traumatic. I don't know how more, how more humans don't crack under something like that, like, permanently. I and, think, I'm, and I'm not saying they haven't. I still think a lot of them are just... Okay, I think some of them are people who are very tortured. I think some of them are people who have convinced themselves. I think others are simply unaware that it occurred. And I think some understand it on an emotional level, but not on a conscious level where they can articulate it. Mm -hmm. But I think we both definitely agree that it's some heinous stuff. Oh, yeah. I believe in the phenomenon. After researching all of it, I do believe in the phenomenon. Because I don't want people like leaving this podcast episode thinking that I don't because I do believe in this phenomenon. I I think that this phenomenon is real. I think that there are there are probably some very people that are suffering horrifically from what they have gone through. I think that if there are probably alien hybrids that they'd have to be more genetically alike to humans than than aliens like than any sort of gray looking alien or insect looking alien or uh, anything or a reptile or reptilian or anything they have to be genetically looking more like humans like at the end of this if they're real that's what they got to look like to me i don't think they're aliens i just straight do not think they're aliens and i don't think they're as technologically advanced as we have been led to believe i think they are more advanced than us i think that if they were if they were advanced enough to travel the vast distances between solar systems i don't think they need to find a random species on a random planet and try to interbreed with them i think they should have the technology to patch their own dna i think there's a good chance that these are likely humans maybe they grew up on a different planet maybe they've been hidden from us i don't know by what means and they might be humans that are very genetically different than us, explaining some of the wildly different appearances. But at the same time, as different as they are, they're also still very similar to us. Their basic body construction, from what we can observe from the outside, is still fairly similar to us. The fact that they're interested in breeding with us is another thing that would make me say, they likely are the same species as us, or at least something very closely related to it. If not, it would be very difficult to interbreed with us. And the question would be also why. I think that they're not from as far away as we think. I think there's a good chance that they might be human. I don't know if they're from the future, if they live underground, if they went 
to Mars or if they're from another dimension. I don't know, but I think that there's a really good chance that they're human. Very different humans, but human. Guys, this was a whole long episode, almost an hour long. Let us know in the comments below. What do you think? Do you guys believe in alien hybrids? Do you guys think that they're aliens from another planet? Do you guys think that maybe they have to be more from here? Tell us what you guys think. Let us know in the comments below. It's one of the best things that you guys can do to help us out. Just comment, comment, comment below what you guys think about this. Um, if you guys like the episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you're listening to this on YouTube so that way that you guys can stay up to date whenever we put out any sort of a new episode. If you guys listen to this on anything like iTunes or somewhere where you can leave a review, leave us a positive review. It's another great, fantastic way uh, to help out the channel. But until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. Okay, guys, we're going to ease on into our Pillow Talk segment here where we're going to just kind of be continuing the conversation. Now, we may have sounded like we got a little heated in that episode at each other. Which we did. Which we did, and it's fair. Because, <laughs> I mean... We're, no matter... we're all passionate about this subject. Well, yeah, I mean, the stuff that we were talking about is some very deep stuff, and it's very hard stuff to talk about, so of course at times, I mean, tempers are going to flare. And... I mean, we still even have more even heated conversations even out after. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> behind the bike, uh, as well as too. You know, but I know. I think whenever you really start talking about the paranormal in a serious light, like we do, I think this is when some of the true emotions that really start coming about about many experiences. We're also both big personalities, and we butt heads. All the oh, time. absolutely. Like, uh, much of our friendship is built <laughs> on us arguing. <laughs> and challenging each other to tests of manhood. That That is also, comes up way too often. Oh, yeah. Which I think is important and healthy. Otherwise, we'd just be lying to you about how we, you know, are feeling. <laughs> Dude, I, think I, mean, I think it's important for someone just to have a rival. Oh, Absolutely. I, well, I think it brings out. I think it brings about the better arguments. Oh yeah, and stuff like. Uh, but we're gonna keep talking about uh, alien abduction uh, and alien hybrids in this in the in the pillow talk tonight. If you guys want to check out the rest of this podcast, it's very easy. All you gotta do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You get all the rest of the podcasts, uh, as well as exclusive videos that we put up only for our patrons. Uh, as well as we recently just put up an episode, the, uh, the Bighorn Dam Incident, uh, where we talked about like a 15-foot-tall Sasquatch, which is pretty cool. But we haven't given our thoughts on our beers yet. Oh, uh, we did. Well, I drank Coors Light. It's and the, what do you think about it? It's Coors Light. It's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Goose Island Urban Wheat Ale. Definitely go for it, guys. It's very good. Almost all the Goose Island stuff I've tried so far has been pretty decent. I'm just going to finish off my Coors Light right now. Tasty. So, when it comes down to like alien hybrids and how do you prove them, like so much of it comes down to like genetic testing. That seems to be what it is. Or if you look at say like maybe ancient ancient astronaut theory or ancient alien theory, where there's like there's these deformities and that's why they they look like aliens. But again, I have I have a hard time rationalizing that with you would just see just issues at hospitals coming up with alien hybrids like just accidentally getting hurt but going back to the skull thing I mean, we didn't really zoom in on this because this month was more about abduction less about ancient aliens and stuff it is interesting the whole crib boarding argument where many cultures did involving or did um, get involved with cranial cranial deformation intentionally but some of the skulls are hard to justify